This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And welcome in. Off and running on this Martin Luther King Day Jr. Day uh, here with the Knicks coming up short against the Orlando Magic. Falling short as they uh, are unable to get some stops on defense down the stretch, unable to get some baskets down the stretch, and a very frustrating fourth quarter, and one that we will uh, pick apart over the course of these next three hours as we take you up until 9 o'clock. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, and uh, we will get involved with you over the course of uh, these three hours as we take you up until 9 o'clock. And uh, the Knicks, of course, are going to be... Uh, front and center after the game you just heard here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York Knicks uh, looking like that they were going to be able to pull out a win led by I think it was seven with about six minutes to go but uh, just could not find any baskets down the stretch could not get enough stops down the stretch so another frustrating loss for the Knicks another frustrating loss against the Orlando Magic of course had already had one of those earlier this year and when we talk about the Knicks since they made the trade for OG Ananobi and it raises the um, expectations, if you will, for what this team should be. Although the, the expectations were already there, right? Going into the season, if I think if you were a realistic Nick fan, you knew, okay, we might not match up against those top three seeds, but we got to be able to be part of that second group, those second three and be a playoff team. You don't want any part of the play-in, not after coming off the year you had a year ago with making the playoffs and winning a playoff series for the first time in a long time. But now, uh, with that trade for OG Ananobi, that, that, that mission becomes even more stringent. And when you take a look at the way the Eastern Conference is bunched up right now, uh, a loss against one of those teams that you're battling with in the Orlando Magic makes it all the more frustrating. And Larry Hardesty now joins us. Larry, how we doing, my friend? Doing great, Gordon. How are you? Uh, I've, I've had better weekends, i got to be honest. Uh, you upset about that, that Cleveland loss to Houston? Uh, very. Oh, it devastated my weekend, Larry. Absolutely. Yes, let's talk about Cleveland-Houston, <laughs> and uh, let's talk about Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Let's about talk Dallas? about all the other games that took place. How about that Dallas game? Well, at least we're not Dallas, right? <laughs> at least we're not Dallas. Um, listen, Gordon, and we'll, of course we'll get to all the football, and, and this is an interesting game, this Buffalo game here. And I'll tell you why it's interesting in a minute. But the thing that jumps out at me about this Nick game, Gordon, it really shows you just how – if I had a choice, and this is not to disparage anything that Julius Randle has done. He's been phenomenal this past month. Not a great game today, but he's been phenomenal this past month. Gordon, uh, Jalen Brunson is the stir that drinks the, the Absolutely. This team. Yep. And you saw people just didn't know what to do with him not being there. And here's why I believe that you always have to play players in key situations so that they know how to act and perform. You could see late in that game, Randall was frustrated with Miles McBride. Vincenzo had something to say to Miles McBride. And, and Deuce has not really been in these situations, Gordon. So he's doing what he has been, been told to do. He's doing what they've done in practice. But this is not practice. This is not discriminated up in Westchester. This is the game on the line. And they were just, he was slow to get them into the offense. He dribbled a lot, you know, and 
He was hitting the three early, didn't hit the three late. So it was really an execution thing that bothered them. But to be honest, that's at at the final minutes of the game. But Gordon, they were sluggish all game. I mean, they came out sluggish. It's it's something about players, and really Orlando was sluggish too. It's something about players when they play day games, they just don't play the same way. Yeah, and uh, look, it's that time of year, right? It's that yep. time of the – that's part of the schedule, and um, and it's time, it's part of the calendar as well, right? Like you get up in the morning and you look outside and it's all gray out. It's, it's hard to get uh, rolling. Uh, and maybe the fact that Orlando is so much of a younger team, they're able to, to kind of hit the, hit the gas like they were able to in the fourth quarter, unlike the Knicks. But um, – Look, McBride is doing all that he can. Absolutely, but he he's played he played more minutes tonight than he probably played in a week before <laughs> before Jalen Brunson uh, has been unavailable. So it, it's kind of learning on the fly. Uh, you definitely saw some of those frustrations. The offense down the stretch when Orlando really needed to get stops, they were able to do that. Even mm-hmm. even the baskets the Knicks did get, they were yeah. you know they had that goaltending uh, that was had to be reviewed and everything. So it was tough. Tough sledding down the stretch offensively, and they only scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. And even though 16, they really had to earn. And the one thing they've been able to do, Gordon, is offensive rebound. And they just could not offensive rebound in this game, uh, especially late. And so those normal second chances that you get that they've been able to get to help their success during the year, they just didn't get them in this game. So Much like the Dallas game. Much like the Dallas game. They get that big rebound down the stretch. Exactly. Exactly. So, listen, this is a game that, uh, you know, (laughs) they – they play again Wednesday, Gordon, so they'll be in the film room. <laughs> yes, I'm sure <laughs> All they will. All day tomorrow. Yeah, And sure uh, they so they'll, they'll have some adjustments that they have to make. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, have been, and we've talked about it, and it's a work in progress, is the fact that, I mean, let's face it, Gordon, they didn't get anything from their bench. I no. mean, the Chua gave them six, Flynn two, Hart four, and he played 24 minutes and only gave them four points. Had six rebounds, only gave them four points, and Grimes gave them eight. And, uh, you know, there was not a plus in the plus minuses. Nobody was plus coming off the bench. And so it was even more imperative for you to get something off from your bench because of the fact that you were down, you're down 25 points from from Jalen Brunson. So you really needed to, uh, you know, you really need some help from the bench and you just didn't get it. Yeah, especially Josh Hart. He's the guy that yep. you kind of expect to, to step up. The other couple of guys, they just got here. Flynn, mm-hmm. Achua just got here. Grimes didn't play a whole lot. He only played 14 minutes. Uh, so the Hart was the guy that you're kind of expecting because while he's a bench piece, you kind of think of him as a main part of that rotation. And yeah. um, for him only to have four pl- four points on two of seven shooting, that uh, and, and not a whole – I mean, he had some rebounds, but – Usually when he's going well, he's, you know, he's got a couple of steals maybe. Right. Uh, he's, he's helping out in a variety of ways. That wasn't really the case tonight. No, it wasn't. And listen, this is a bad, this is a bad loss for the Knicks. You, you temper it because of the fact that you didn't have Jalen Brunson, but they didn't have one of the Wagner brothers. So, and, and he was big at 32 the last time. I think it was Franz Wagner had 32 mm-hmm. the last time they played him. So they were missing some guys too. They, the bench just killed them. Uh, they lost this game, Gordon, the bench. I mean, you know, five. Uh, Carter had 17. Um, and uh, Anthony had 15. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's 32 points right there. That, Absolutely. Yeah. That you could have used if you had gotten something from your bench. You needed to get something from your bench to neutralize what they were able to do. No question. Uh, and look, it's no secret, even in good times, Tom Thibodeau does not really go all that deep. No, he does. So, so now uh, you've already you've you've taken two pieces out of the mix in the trade. 
So that kind of shortens it there. And now mm-hmm. you don't have the guy who is your main guy, the guy that makes everything work. So that even shortens it there. So um, there's still no excuses. They didn't have Wagner. So um, the, the Knicks have the Knicks were at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have been able to, uh, to put, they had the lead. Yeah, they did. But uh, not able to uh, not able to find any offense down the stretch. So uh, it's back to the drawing board. It's a big long homestand here, basically for a mm-hmm. while. They're going to be home, and and this is the time to make their hey. They had a tough schedule to start the year and kind of fought through that. Now they got uh, they got the Rockets up next. So yeah. this is the time to figure out a way to get some wins. But that Magic team, man, they they're like when they got off to the start, they did. I think that the at least my reaction was, ah, hey, let's see them keep it up. I don't know. They might be. They might actually be able to keep it up. <laughs> They've done a decent job so far. They've hit the losing streak since Wagner's been out. He's missed six right. games, so that's yeah. kind of brought them back to the rest of the pack. But mm-hmm. let's face it, Gordon, this was going to be a tough game for the Knicks, even with Brunson, because yes, you don't have Wagner, but this is a deep team, and as you see, their bench gives them a lot, and they're kind of big up front as well. So you needed to, you needed really what the Knicks should have done is to kind of get them to pick up that pace a little bit, right, Gordon, to, to mm-hmm. kind of push the tempo so much that you get them into an up and down, and that would have given you a situation where, you know, now you're, you know, you're, you're quickening your pace, which means that you're not waiting for the defense to set up. And that's how, in some of these cases, you've noticed that Randall's been able to get that early position. So then he's when he's banging down low, you know, it's not where you're watching the clock go tick, 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 tick. So this was this was a tough one for them. But, you know, they put it behind them, and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, and you would have liked to have gotten this one based on the, the, the way you lost the first time yes. to Orlando. Yes. And, and the fact that Orlando, with all these teams being bunched up, the Cleveland games, mm-hmm. the Heat games, the Pacer games, the Magic games, they're all going to be important uh, when we're talking about – because it really feels like there's eight teams that could all be part of that top six. Yeah. I agree. It could be. Or five teams for those bottom three spots better. Mm-hmm. You know, the top three are, are clearly kind of separated themselves. And, you know, there's there's somebody we're not even thinking of that's probably going to get hot or make a deal mm-hmm. at the trade deadline that's going to put them right back into contention, and we're not even thinking about them. We don't know about them right now. So it is going to be interesting uh, to see what they do. But here's the thing for the Knicks right now. All right, this was a tough loss. You put it behind you. As you mentioned, you got some home games. You got to win these home games. You've got a situation now where you're playing teams that aren't as good as you are. These are the games you have to win. You don't have to win them pretty. You just have to win them. (laughs) You just have to find a way to win these games. And then that should start to maybe distance yourself away from some of the other pack in in the East because you want to kind of vault yourself into that top. If you could get yourself into that top three where you're looking to have a home court in the postseason, that would be a great position to be. Uh, once again, and I don't know if they're going to make any moves or anything else, if this is it or, or whatever it is, but that's what you have to start to do. And hopefully being at home, you get a chance to get together with your teammates and you get a chance to learn them and, and get a chance you know, with more practice time and more shoot-around time that you can find out where guys really like the ball and make some moves that way. Yeah. Uh, You'd like to think that it's not – the trade took place a little while ago now. You'd Mm -hmm. like to think that this type of stuff would be behind them. But uh, a good way to go is play Houston and Washington, the next two up, and make sure you go out and hammer them and take care of your business.
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer in for the Michael K. Show for the next couple of minutes here on 98.7 ESPN. This portion of the show brought to you by Security Dodge. See Michelle Scalise. Come get some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com during their starting something new sales event. Gordon, I got to say this before we get to the calls on the next. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're going to make me pay for my seat in Buffalo, and then I got to bring a shovel and shovel it out? It's, a, it's an amazing. And people are complaining <laughs> about paying $5 for Peacock, Larry. <laughs> and 23 million of us did that. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. For all the complaints, everybody by Saturday got through those complaints, worked through their rage, and uh, was able to find it on the Google Store or the Apple Store and downloaded it just fine. I can't believe I'm watching all these. And Gordon, they have, what, three feet of snow? And they're shoveling their seats out. I mean. And happy to do it. You mean you couldn't have shoveled the seats? No. They say, you come on down. and, And apparently people are more than excited to do so. Works out. It works out great for the owners. Yeah, absolutely, it does. They save even more money. Mm-hmm. Can you? I'm. I'm, I'm can surprised you they're not selling the snow as collectors. I am Bill <laughs> <a> Snow. <laughs> you know that. You know there'd be people that would buy. Oh, this is real snow from the stadium. This is. I was there. I shoveled mm-hmm. this snow in yeah. the game. I was there. This is. This was. A, this is the shovel from the seat that mm-hmm. I was in. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. You know what, Gordon? Um, I promise to get to the calls in a second. Pittsburgh is going to sneak themselves back into this game. I mean, Buffalo's just fumbled. Well, that's uh, the thing with Buffalo. You can't turn the – but if you're Pittsburgh, you cannot turn the football over. That is the thing. You you have to hope that they, they kind of give you one fumble, or two, though. and that is part of the, the, the brilliance of the Buffalo Bills is they, when, when they're right, they look unstoppable. Yeah. And the best people at stopping the Bills is the Bills. Yeah. Well, they, um, they recovered the fumble, so they're good. But So they got the ball back. But you can't – and you can't let – you can't let the quarterback run 52 yards, Gordon. It's general. It's not. It's not advisable. No, you know, it's not advisable. Can. I understand yep. you. I understand you can't hit him, but you can tackle. No, him. Okay. you can't. And, and a lot of times, uh, as we saw this weekend, you can't even touch him, Larry. Forget no, about hit him. You him. can't even touch him. And sometimes you can push him down, and it's okay. Right. Sometimes the, the, the quarterback can get his head slammed into the turf, be staring up, and and enter the shadow realm because he's no longer with us. And then he pretends, oh, it's my ribs that are actually hurt. We just exactly. saw you. Your eyes were wide open, and you were staring up into the abyss. Exactly. Ah, oh, no, he's fine. He's, he's good. good. What day is it? Refrigerators. Good to go. Get that <laughs> back out there. Get we back got a playoff game to win. That's right. Go. Give him in the blue tent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's, it's, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. Brian is in Wayne. Brian, start us off. On 98.7. Good evening, gentlemen. Hope your day is going well. Nick's loss today has shown, you know, how we miss IQ. Free throws, turnovers, but that bench presence is all him. Uh, the one, My other concern here is how I think Randall and Brunson are going to be running to the ground now that they don't really have that IQ scoring potential. Um, but I don't see why in these kind of games, I mean, why can't we get Fournier out at least it's February 1st is around the corner. Get some more value for him, although that contract is more trade than anything. Brian, with the Knicks luck, and thanks for the phone call, with the Knicks luck, 
they would play Fournier and he would get hurt and they would be stuck with him. Fournier is not getting off that bench. He is stuck there. He is, he is, he's, his name is on that bench. He is not moving. He will not play. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying about IQ. And once again, you knew that you, you had to give to get. And Ananobi has been very good. You sacrificed the bench. And that's why, Gordon, you think that they're going to try to make a move to get some scoring to help, either to get some scoring to fortify the bench or if we're to believe some of the other moves like the, you know, uh, DeJounte Murray, mm-hmm. then maybe you bring him, he starts alongside Brunson and you move DiVincenzo back to the bench. But they have to address the scoring, the, the scoring or lack of saying that they're getting off that bench. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, options, a couple of roads the Knicks can go down. I don't know what they will end up doing, only we'll have to wait and see. I know one thing that's not going to take place. Evan Fournier is not going to be part of the solution. No, not at all. Tom Thibodeau might strap on a uniform and get out there before we see Evan Fournier back out there. No, there's no shot. No shot for Evan. No shot. Knicks fans have got to let it go. At some point, you got to let it go. Yeah, he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not going to play. He might sit there, and he may sit until the end of the season. He's not playing. Yeah, and look, I don't know for sure that he's going to get traded. I would expect because it's the final year of his contract, and that contract has value to other teams and all that type of stuff. Maybe he'll be here past the trade deadline. That I I don't know. I don't think Mm -hmm. so, but I know for sure if he's here until the trade deadline, past the trade deadline, until kingdom come, until the skies open up and the stars fall down. Evan Fournier will be sitting on the Nick bench. I don't see any scenario that he plays. No. I don't see, I mean, none. I mean, even if none. they were up 30, I don't see any scenario that he come, gets off. I don't bench. think so. No, I just don't. Uh, Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Gordon Damer's team lost, but he's a rich man. Can you throw a saw buck my way? No, I'm not that rich. Sorry. Sorry, Spike. <laughs> I gave you the, I gave you, it's like, it was like a stock tip. It was like an inside Mm. stock tip that I gave everybody. If you didn't take advantage of the stock tip, I can't help. And and the the truth, the real deep truth is you would have preferred not to have the money. Oh, of course. I'd like to be happy once in my, my God ridden life. Yeah. Well, you're only 53. You got a long way to go. This game was pretty simple, Larry. It's not that long. You do. You got a long way to go. Trust me. No, not with that team. I I don't. Uh, well, no, not with that team. I didn't say. I just yeah. got a lot <laughs> forty of years of misery. I got good news. You're going to live another forty years. They're also going to be miserable, but you you got another forty. There's a friend of mine that is a broadcaster. Used to work for ESPN. Now works for CBS, and he was a, a diehard Jet fan. And three years ago, he switched to the Packers. And as soon as they let Rodgers go, he said, "I think the kid in the bench will, will be good." I said, "You're just guessing, you know." And uh, today he's feeling pretty good. Anyway, Larry, what I saw here in this game was very, very simple. It was such basic. First of all, that they allow a young team who had better legs, but. Uh, and I love Deuce McBride. You know I've loved him for a long time. You can't play whatever. You got the box in front of you. What do you play? Thirty six, thirty seven minutes. Yes. And he had one. If he he had one assist, I'm guessing if he had any. And you can't have your point guard now. Assist is a funny thing because you can make a great pass and the guy bungles the shot. But Derek Richardson has been in the league about thirty five years, literally officiating, and he missed three calls under the basket. And you know, there's no excuse. They outscored them. What was it? A thirteen to one run, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, and losing Hardenstein cost you the game. 
I mean, yeah. they, they got every 50-50 ball. Banchero's going to be a stud. They got a lot of 20-year-olds. Look, as much as we miss Brunson, they miss Wagner. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying we missed our ball distributor, but your point guard, he's got to go to the middle of the floor and make his decisions there. And I'm sorry to do this again to you guys. Julius Randle cannot go five for whatever he went and handle 18. the ball. He, 18, five for 18, and, and he brings the ball up. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. Could you give this young fella a chance, get the ball to the middle of the floor, cut to the basket, because you know DiVincenzo and Hart and, and Ananobi, that's a perfect Ananobi game he had. His stats read right to his lifetime. He probably played almost the whole game. Did he come out minutes. at all? 44 minutes uh, he played. Yeah. But how does Deuce McBride play 36, 38 minutes and, and have one assist? It's not good. Explain it to me. No, yeah. you're right. It's a bad loss. Bad loss. A lot of film tomorrow, boys. Yep. Thanks, Spike. And he was a plus three. <laughs> yeah. Lord McBride was a plus three. One assist, two rebounds, two steals, one block, one turnover, four personal fouls. I mean, you know, he 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 would give up the ball, but they he wouldn't get the if they got the if they got the basket, Gordon, it was another pass. His pass didn't lead to the basket. It was somebody else who passed mm-hmm. to somebody else who passed. So that was the other problem with it. And, you know, listen, they, they they're not used to playing with them. Yeah, and it feels like he's more—he's more of a shooting guy. He's more of a yeah. shooting guard than really a point guard. He's a point guard body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to need him to be a point guard here. To, to but he's not a guy that comes in and runs the offense per se and yeah. uh, distributes the ball. He's—he's he's a shooter. He's—he he's looks to score, and he, yeah. he's a good defender too. But he is excellent defender. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Subi's in Midtown, Gordon. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, I'm going to make two or three points, and then I'm just going to hang up because. Gordon wants us to have optimism with the Knicks team for the past two weeks, and then uh, he doesn't want optimism with his own Dolphins team. So I well, just want to make that point. Subi, can we admit that there's a bit of a difference in that, whereas the, the Knicks actually have – now, I don't know what the expectations are for the Knicks, but if the Knicks are to get into the playoffs and, and win a playoff series, there's some basis for believing that. Well, they have the draft picks and the players to make a big move. And yeah, oh, we'll see. That, that might happen. That's that's the Dolphins, the on the other point. hand, for 40 years have done nothing. Okay, that's the nothing. next point I wanted to make is who they can possibly get that's logical. And I'm looking at Chicago and DeRozan with an expiring contract. That's the only logical. If you want to win this year, don't sell us on next year or the year after. The only logical move that anyone's going to move, because marketing's off the market now. That's the official word. Marketing's off the market, and he just won player of the week. You were late on that. So now we got to get DeRozan and try to get Lucevic. And you can possibly make a dent in the NBA Eastern standings unless you want to be, you know, on the eighth seed again. That's the only move to make, and that's the only logical move to make. That's all I got to say. I'm not a Vucevic guy. I'm not a Vucevic guy mm-hmm. at all. Um, and DeRozan, I would like, but see, you know, he's for now. You know, Gordon, that we talked about DeRozan before, before yes. he went to Chicago, mm-hmm. and. I, he is a very good player. He is an excellent guy, mid-range, jump shooter, mm-hmm. yep. fabulous. But I don't want to get older, Gordon. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want to stay. I kind of like what they're doing there on. They've been on, <clears throat> the moves have been on this side of 30. I kind of want to stay this side of 30. That's why uh, Brock, I don't want Brock. 
I, I'm not a big fan of him coming off the bench. Do I understand what he would bring? Yes, his experience. He's a scorer. Yes, this guy's always hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, not thinking about I, him either. A couple things. A, we have to decide what path the Knicks are going. I think it's clear that there is another move to be made. And more than likely, it's a, a more minor move than the big major move that we've been expecting. But there is at least the possibility they could make a major move. So to say this is the only way they can go, no, they can go one of two ways. And uh, of the names that are mentioned, you might feel like DeRozan's the only one. There, there has to be more guys that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about Ananobi a lot before the Knicks eventually made the trade, but it didn't seem like anything was imminent before mm-hmm. that trade happened. It all of a sudden blew, bang, out of the blue. So that could be the case again. So uh, I don't think you can get locked in and say, oh, this is, the, uh, this is the only guy that's available. There'll be more than one guy. DeMar DeRozan is not the only guy who's going to get moved to, at the trade deadline. So we'll just have to wait and see and trust in, in Leon Rose that he actually can make um, smart moves. And, you know, just to get back to his point about uh, the optimism of the, the Knicks, the Knicks have shown you things. The, 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 the Ananobi trade is such a great, clear indication that the people who are running the show know what they're doing. That mm-hmm. was not a huge splash. I guess it was a bit of a splashy move, but it's not the, the superstar that we've been talking about. And he came in, and he has a role, and it defines the role. It shows you that the people running the show have an actual plan. Mm-hmm. That, this, this, there's people rooting for teams right now that don't have that same confidence. Yeah. Plus, the other thing, Gordon, I don't see DeRozan as the person that's going to – the final piece to take them to a championship. No, no. He's I don't even know nice if he's the final piece to get them to the, to, to the next round, like no. beyond the second round. Yeah, he's another nice piece, but he's not him, – him and Vucevic together is not going to – you get them together, you don't say, okay, we can take Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. We can take Boston. You don't, you don't say that with them. I wouldn't. I don't, I, don't say, I don't see when you bring them here, they don't win four games to me against Boston in the series. And I, I, and I almost that. feel like the, the Knicks, I don't know what's going to happen with Mitch, but it's almost like they need another big. Like they need more size. Yeah, yeah. And some of the, yeah, in the matchups, because Achua is big, but he doesn't play big. Right. Uh, you know, and I don't know what I'm he getting really out of him. Play big. Right. Yeah, I, he doesn't play big. So, you know, uh, I don't know. They've, they've got some more work to do. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. And they know it. They know. Yeah. They know they got more work to do. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Recapping a wild card weekend and the game that's going on right now. Steelers with a field goal is now 21-10 and midway through the third as they creep ever closer, Gordon. Ever closer. Ever closer. As people, you know, just like, please, just just don't mess up the the line. Minus 10, was it? Uh, it was minus 10. I got it at minus 9.5 on Saturday, but that mm-hmm. was when it was supposed to be like um, like a huge blizzard, like playing while the snow was falling. I don't know right. what the final line ended at. Okay. But, uh, you know, right now the Steelers are hanging in. They're, they're within striking distance. Now, mm-hmm. listen, I don't expect them to win the game. No, I don't think anyone expects them to you win know. the game. But they're in striking Oh, you know, distance. I shouldn't say that, Larry, because mm-hmm. we had a couple of callers call on Saturday – Yes. Our Al was from Harlem. Okay. I think he's the one that predicted the Steelers would win 45-17. No, uh, and then we had another caller who called up and was giddy as well that the Steelers were going to win the game outright. So I shouldn't mm. say no one. Okay. But most of us here back on planet Earth realized 
the Bills are going to win this game. This is yeah, the game yeah. that you yeah, absolutely. handle your business at home. No question. This is the week. This weekend in the NFL is separating the pretenders from the contenders. Yes, that's what it's about. And yeah. and so far, mission accomplished. Well, I, Dallas is a pretender. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They are now. They were pretending like they were ready for to play a football game. I mean, that was a. Think about it, Larry. Every single year, we get to the playoffs, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. let you down, right? Yeah. Every, not you, but just in yeah, general. I know the, you the Cowboys yeah. let themselves down. Their fans mm-hmm. down. Everybody. Yep. That was the worst performance of the bunch. Yeah, it was bad. That game that was, was over I'm in the this. second quarter. And I don't know how. Just This is just me, and I wish him the best of luck. I would have canceled my interview with Dan Quinn after that game yesterday. It was horrible. I would have canceled it. I would have and, canceled it was, it. and it was everything. The offense was terrible. It. The defense was terrible. There so was why no... people running wide open in the second Wide game. open. There was, the, a guy, was, there was the one open. play where the tight end is just standing by himself. There was nobody else in the camera frame. I know. And it wasn't a close-up. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nobody was around. Wow. Nobody was around. Was scary. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. Um, quick point before I move, um, my Nick point, but, you know, I was definitely watching the game, and Larry, yeah, the Cowboys are definitely contenders. They were just drugged, you know. I, I think I sent you a tweet, like, you know, they needed to call the police because that was a beat down that needed to stop and be put, you know, out of their misery very quickly. But as far as um, the Knicks, my Knicks point with the – my. It, 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 it is becoming a little bit concerning. Uh, I felt like this was a game that they should have won. They didn't really play. They didn't really play well. And my concern with, with it is the fact that you know now they're hitting a part of a, a schedule for the next five games. If you guys look up the record, they, 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 this should be a soft part of the schedule, and they kind of need to need to use these five games to get back on track and, you know, separate themselves from the pack and, you know, because these games in the standings matter and, you know, Orlando is going to be one of those teams we're fighting with. So they're going to have to, you know, win these next few stretch of games and hopefully they will. And believe me, you know, that game on the 20th as well, they they, they need to win because they do not want to hear my mouth. So have a good one, guys. Have a great one. All right, Jose, thanks for the phone call. I mean, Gordon, is it me? It's got to be me. It's, it's, Jose, I understand your fandom. I understand the passion you have. I know you didn't want to let IQ and RJ go. I didn't want to let IQ go. RJ, I was okay with. I didn't want to let IQ go either. But I'm just saying they had won, they won what, five? They had won five of six, and they lose this game? They, they didn't beat, they didn't, let's put it this way. They didn't beat Orlando with them here. Yeah. With both of them here. They didn't beat Orlando. If if this was a scenario where Brunson played, all right, Gordon, where Brunson played and they still lose that game, okay, maybe then I could understand your concern. But you didn't have Brunson, and Brunson is very important to this team. Well, look, it is a frustrating loss. There's no it question. Is. They should have won the game, but I don't think that that has 
and, and if Brunson's going to be out for an extended period of time, I don't believe that that's the case. It seemed like he almost played today. Yeah. But if he's going to come back here before too long, I'm still uh, I'm not panicking as of yet. No, I'm, I'm you know, he'll be OK. They'll be yeah. fine. When we've seen him in there, they, they, they generally play at a higher level than they did today. Yeah. Today, they ran into some issues with the offense down the stretch. Couldn't buy a basket. Didn't get enough stops. It happens. It's frustrating. But I don't know. Not every game has lessons that are going to be long-lasting lessons. Sometimes it's just you lost a game because you didn't hit any shots. Yeah, it's one, it was one of those games. Mm-hmm. Teams have them. Everybody has one of those games where you, you, you lose. I'm just, you know, the, I think what I reacted to was Jose saying, I'm getting concerned. <laughs> it's one game. <laughs> Why are we concerned? It's okay. They, they're and in lose. fairness, Jose was concerned before this. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I like how he's saying, now I'm getting concerned. No, yeah. you were concerned before this. Yeah, he, he was concerned. And like Gordon, like a lot of people were concerned with especially losing quickly. See, it was more quickly. Mm-hmm, more so than RJ. Yes. It's quickly because in a game like this, this is where, okay, quickly comes in off the bench. He's hot. Mm-hmm. He finds a way to give you some points. He gets the team rolling. He hits some threes, takes over, give you that little teardrop down the lane or some threes or something of that nature. Okay, yeah, you're right. But... You don't have that anymore. So now it's incumbent upon management to find somebody to give you that scoring that you that you've lost from him, and that's what they have to do. And they've got you know the trade deadline. That's what I'm sure they're looking for. And so that's going to be the question: Who is it going to be? How soon will they be here? And if they can't find anybody that they feel uh, that's going to do that, then how will they compensate and find a person that's going to be that quickly person? That's going to be the next thing. How are they going to get that offense from the bench that will make them more consistent where they can depend on getting getting some scoring? You know, Ian Begley was on with me yesterday, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And he made an interesting point that really that uh, for the most part in college that Quentin Grimes was a guy that was able to create his own shot. And so, you know, we see him coming off the dribble. Mm-hmm. mostly because with the starting unit, that was the way he was going to get the ball. You stand in the corner, we'll give it to you, then you get ready to shoot off the dribble. But he was saying in college he wouldn't be surprised if they start to get some things where they run some place where he can create his own shot and dribble and rely less on um, Deuce McBride to try to set him up in that way. I just think for them, the bench has got to come in with the energy and play up-tempo. That's what they have to do. Defensively, I think they're fine. They just need to push the basketball, Gordon, and try to get easier shots. They got in trouble because they were doing this post-up and half-court offense, and that's not who they are. No. Um, And the guy that makes the the engine go was not there. The driver of the offense was not there. And while McBride had a nice game overall, Mm -hmm. uh, and and he's trying his best, he's learning on the fly and all these type of things, you're going to miss that guy. He didn't kill you, and he didn't get any help from the bench. You needed more from from Hart today, off the yeah. bench. Mm-hmm. You know that's all, and he couldn't give it to you. So you know you move on, and you try to do some other things, and you get ready for Houston. And Jose is correct. You are playing, as we mentioned, teams that are struggling, have losing records. Yeah, you just continue to do what you've been able to do, is to beat those teams with the losing records, and continue to get more confident and make mistakes and learn on the fly and try different lineups, Gordon, and, and look at your options and then hopefully improve for when you have, uh, you know, a game that 
I see Jose has circled on his calendar. I know that IQ and RJ have circled on their calendars. And I'm sure OG Ananobi has circled on his calendar. And that's when the Raptors come to town. Yeah. Um, and the Rockets, that, that's a game. Don't lose, don't lose that one. No, 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 no. Because then, no, then no, the no. panic will really set in. Absolutely. Absolutely. They will be like, oh, my God, it's over. It's over. Season's over, Gordon. <laughs> if they lose to the Rockets, season will be Oh, over. forget it. You know, they will be over. Will be over. 1-800-919-3776. Come back. We'll turn our attention to the National Football League. Uh, it's getting a little physical in Buffalo, Gordon. I'm seeing people leaving on carts. You know, I'm seeing people getting, that, that it's getting colder. The ground is getting harder. And when you get slammed on the ground, Gordon, it hurts. <laughs> I can't imagine it feels good, right? <laughs> it hurts. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon, uh, let's go back in history, shall we? Let's, let's, start with the, let's start with the Houston-Cleveland game. Okay. Now, I had a feeling. Remember, we discussed it, and I mm-hmm. said to you, I would not be surprised if Houston, because of what you – C.J. Stroud. Gordon, let me tell you this. If, if you are, especially the New York teams, but not just the New York teams, any – franchise that's struggling with quarterbacks like Chicago with Justin Fields or mm-hmm. what's going on with the, with the Raiders or whatnot that you have to make a deal and, 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 you know, bring in cards, so on and so forth. Gordon, any, 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 he's just amazing. This kid, this kid is, is kind of, he, I, I can't describe how good he played in that playoff game. I mean, you look at the, you look at the averages, his, what he had like double digits, Average in, in completions, and Flacco was six yards on average on his past completions. I mean, they got a chance to see what Jet fans saw all last season and the season before that when Flacco was here. Short intermediate passes, and D'Amico Ryans had a great game plan defensively. I mean, that Houston team, we'll see how far they can go, but they made a statement by beating Cleveland the way they did because Cleveland has an outstanding defense. Yeah, their defense, though, is not as good. It's not the same defense on the road as it was at home. And Mm. I was stunned by the amount of people. I mean, everybody in the world was taking Cleveland in that game, right? It was the the amount of money on Cleveland, the the handle or the the whatever you want to call it, the amount of bets on Cleveland was higher than even the Chiefs game. Yeah. So I couldn't get over how many people. I'm thinking to myself, Everybody realizes Joe Flacco's the quarterback, and I get it. It's been a nice story. <laughs> yeah, but you you're start you're going with the side that's got Joe Flacco starting a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So that was surprising to me. And there are certain things that are completely overrated in life. Experience in the playoffs. Yep. a lot of times is completely overrated. It's really sometimes matchups. if if you're just in the you're so young you don't know how big a moment it is and I get the feeling that C.J. Stroud he's he they're a team that's too young to realize they're not supposed to be doing this and we all kind mm-hmm. of in our mind's eye come up with these things well no the first year you get to the playoffs but you lose right away and then the next year you take that next step and then you take another step and then you win a championship it doesn't work that way sometimes mm-hmm. it happens earlier sometimes it never happens and for C.J. Stroud. You can tell right away just how great that kid is. He should be. I don't know where he'll be in the MVP voting. He should be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was brilliant on uh, Saturday. And uh, the Houston Texans, who not that long ago looked like a lost franchise and the whole thing with Deshaun Watson, they have turned it around very, very quickly. 
They really have. And listen, give D'Amico Ryan some credit, Gordon. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done a nice job. And also give credit to, to the people they've drafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've hit on some some big-time players down there, and they are going to make some noise. And so it's uh, – guess what? In the AFC, another really good quarterback. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how, how bright your future is when you nail the second pick in the draft on a quarterback. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they have a very bright future now, uh, and they've turned it around very quickly. It just shows you, you know, yeah, sometimes you do have to be patient. Sometimes you do have to roll with the punches and figure out the right scheme and this thing and that thing. And then sometimes you can just tell by looking who's really good and C.J. Stroud, you can tell right away. At least one thing, we will never have to hear the whole narrative, oh, you don't take quarterbacks from Ohio State. I don't mm-hmm. want any of those Ohio State quarterbacks. They never, they never produce any good quarterbacks. I think he has put that one to bed. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. He's been just phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. Uh, and then, Gordon, the other game that was fascinating uh, was the game. And we'll just just give me I'll, I'll put this in your hands. Just quickly review the game with Kansas City and Miami. Well, look, for, for me as a Dolphin fan, for all the other Dolphin fans that are out there, Saturday's game was frustrating, it was infuriating, it was annoying, it was aggravating, but it was not surprising. Like, the, 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 the amount of people who are complaining about Peacock having a game, if there was going to be a game that you didn't need to see, the Dolphins, on the road, in the cold, with their offense going up against Patrick Mahomes... I think we should all have known how that game was going to turn. And I get it. Maybe the Chiefs aren't on a great team anymore. They still have a great quarterback. And he was the story of that game. And there could not be any greater discrepancy in quarterback play from Patrick Mahomes, who is at the, the, the peak, the, the, the very top of the mountain in terms of quarterbacks, and Tua, who got completely, thoroughly exposed. They are never going – I've always kind of felt this way, so maybe it's my bias, and then watching the game on Saturday. They will never win anything significant with that guy. He is a magic trick. When everything is working perfectly, he might look okay. But if one thing goes wrong – and the blueprint is kind of out now. The way you beat Miami is get physical with the receivers, try to get some pressure on the quarterback, take away his first read – and he'll throw the ball up for grabs, and, and it will be a hold. When everything's perfect, it looks great. But in the playoffs, you realize it's not going to be perfect. And if you're a football team who can't win in the cold, what it's like a hockey team that can't play well on ice. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, you know, listen, you're, that went against everything you're, you're built for. You're built for speed, mm-hmm. and you're in a cold situation where speed's not helping you. Nope. And so, you know, when you go back to the drawing board, yeah, it might be a thought process about quarterback. But, I mean, the running game had worked all all year. And the other thing, I got one more point to make about Miami. We'll do that next. 